My name is Chloe Friedman, and I'm a public relations and communications professional. I may not have all the answers, but I'm willing to find them out with you. I'll help you communicate with yourself and others to find your goals and reach your dreams. I'm an expert in organization and prioritization. Visit winggirlpr.com for more information and follow me on Instagram at winggirlpr. Now, take the journey and find your wings. Hey everyone. So today on the podcast, I have Tyler Stolting. He's a class A PGA member and he's joining me to talk about making your passion your career. It's funny because we kind of joked about him coming on the podcast, but when I actually got to thinking about it, it made a lot of sense, especially right now when people are discovering new passions or trying to find new ways to make money from home and just following and chasing their dreams. And he's somebody who does that every day. So I wanted to invite him on to talk about you know, how he found his passion, how he has confidence, how he's followed his career path and some other things. And if we can just motivate one person to do the same, then I think we met our goal today. One thing I learned in talking to him is the PGA, for those of you who don't know, is the Professional Golfers Association of America. And it's actually separate from the PGA Tour, which many of you have heard of. But this is an association made up of club and teaching professionals. So I'll let him start us out. The biggest thing with having a passion, um, I think, is just following it letting letting your kids especially as parents do what they want to do in regards to activities recreational whether it's singing acting running around playing field doing track whatever it may be i think that's the biggest thing for a kid is just to follow their passion from the beginning growing up you're going to learn so much about yourself and what you enjoy through school, Mm -hmm. uh, interactions with kids, whatever it may be. Yeah, my parents were almost a little, they never were into theater, right? That's not something that they introduced to me, but that is something I discovered on my own when I was about eight years old. And they were surprised, but they said, sure, you know, we'll enroll you in the summer four-week program. And... (laughs) I don't think any of us knew at the time how much that would impact the rest of my life. And I always tell people at work, even some of my coworkers who were also, I put air quotes like theater kids, they say it really taught us so much confidence and how to present, how to speak to people. It taught you discipline. So it's like when you follow your passion, even if it's a team sport, it teaches you that discipline to get up every day and practice, be part of a team. Like these are life skills that you're learning throughout your whole life that are going to affect your job, you know? And at the time we didn't see it, but I'm so thankful every day that my parents did allow me to just chase that passion because it helps me so much. Yeah, I can't agree more, especially with, you know, the way that played out for you and your career. Yeah. It's huge. You you learn so much from sports, um, singing, theater, like you said. It just creates more for the 
children to, you know, follow their passion. And eventually it can apply to your career. It doesn't have to be your career, but it can apply to it. So throughout your life, have you had a mentor or is there somebody that you look up to who's helped guide you and helped you make decisions? Or is there even somebody that you model your career after? The number one would be my grandfather, who was probably my biggest. Um, My parents were separated when I was pretty young, like about five years old. So he was always there for me, kind of pretty much like a father figure from the moment I was born. So he's probably the biggest outside of golf, like personally. because I always looked up to him for guidance in my personal and professional life because of his many interactions and experiences. Uh, growing, up, growing up in New York City, kind of a poor family. He was born in the 30s, um, working his way all the way up to a successful career in Wall Street. So he's probably my biggest there uh, in my family or outside of golf, um, personally. I think... The people you meet along the way in this business, you always kind of take a little something from everyone and kind of like make it your own. So that's another tie into kind of your passion is learning and engaging and taking anything you can from all your peers, which the PGA is just incredible at, you know, everything. Uh, from meetings to seminars and just very open and helpful. So stuff like that, if I can take one thing from another PGA pro, if I can take one thing and kind of make it my own. um, I really like that you said you take a little piece from each person along the way and make it your own. But you said in your business and like hearing that from you, I really think that that's in any business, no matter what you're doing or not even in a business, even, you know, personally, it's, they say five people we're with, they shape us currently. So it's, you're taking little bits, uh, throughout every day, whether you realize it or not, and Mm -hmm. recognizing the special people, those key figures that stand out and then maybe in your mind, designating them as a mentor, but in past episodes talked about tribe and that kind of makes me think like that again is the importance of surrounding yourself with your your tribe and people who are going to bring you up because you're literally taking a piece of them with you you know right I'll always remember what Matt um he was my first head pro said to me he said uh you know Tyler we don't teach golf we teach people to play golf So that was one thing that really stuck with me and still has, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Stuff like that, little quotes that you kind of remember and stick with you and kind of let it sink in and become your own. Did you know you wanted to do something with golf or was there a moment in your life where it clicked for you and made you realize that you wanted to make this your job? Uh, I don't think there was a particular moment that golf, it clicked for me. It, it, it really, I guess it was part of kind of that foundation of being around uh, the golf club growing up and understanding that atmosphere of 
kind of integrity, honesty, you know, walking around everybody, either if they had cell phones, they were always turned off. You were always respectful. You tucked your shirt in. Uh, I mean, you always dressed properly. So that really kind of always stuck with me, you know, being around that. Um, so that was a lot of my childhood and I attended I played in events growing up there. I attended like Easter brunches, et cetera. So kind of being around that country club almost atmosphere mm-hmm. um, really made me comfortable. And uh, I, I guess I didn't realize how big of an impact it kind of had on me looking back. Until you were in it, probably. Exactly. And now I'm at the number one club in the state I'm in and I'm kind of almost coming full circle because I'm an assistant professional here and the atmosphere, et cetera, all that is kind of all coming back to me mm-hmm. because uh, I was pretty comfortable in it from childhood and seeing all the workers and whether they were a server or the head professional, they were all so welcoming and nice and would always stop and talk to you so it's it's really all about like golf I feel like it's such a family foundation mm-hmm. um, and that's a lot of it with the PGA too so kind of having that growth growing up around it was huge um, but there wasn't any specific moment that it really clicked um, mm-hmm. kind of until later in life when I was kind of looking for a direction right and circling back to it and saying, wow, you know, this could really be good. I'm, I'm a natural mm-hmm. at it. If I work at it, I'm sure I could be pretty good. <laughs> so that was the biggest thing, I think. And I think that that is part of following your passion and making your passion a career is when you're in the right thing, recognizing that it's the right thing. Um, when I was in college, I... I had always known I wanted to be a communications major and do communic- some type of communications. Uh, I was learning what PR was at the time. And I remember my classes felt easy, right? <laughs> and I said, what college class is supposed to be easy? I have friends who are struggling and it's so hard and I'm loving my classes and they're coming natural to me. That's not how it's supposed to be. So I switched and I became a political science major and I got in there and was snoozing and I said, you know what? I think I need to switch back because it felt natural and easy because I was in the right thing. Like it felt comfortable. Like you're saying it's comfortability, it's familiarity. You also mentioned integrity and you said something else, but that brings me back to once you like define your core values and your morals as a human being and as a person, it makes decisions and paths easier. Right. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of a similar thing to what you experienced. It sounds like I remember being in my first year of college and I had certain classes that I just had no interest in. I remember being in a theology class. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) What am I doing here? Like I I have no interest in, like I want to be doing something that I love and that I really care about. Like, so 
I don't know if it was a moment or, or what that it kind of clicked, but I'm like, I don't want to be here. Uh, so kind of finding like making your passion, your career was huge because I, I didn't want to be bored at some office job that I hated or had no interest in. Like I didn't want to be one of those people. Right. So that was the biggest thing for me was finding that. And I'm pretty sure I did. And it's never too late to make a change, make a switch. I think there's always a way we're never trapped. We feel trapped, but I think we can always, that's the beauty of life is we do have that freedom to change paths. We're comparing all the time. You're comparing yourself to yourself. If you're really hard on yourself, like I am, you're comparing yourself to others. And it goes back to the whole, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. So what I think we talked about the other night was you have to think of things from the perspective of what you're doing now is somebody else's dream, right? So they, yes, you, and that's like, what they want to do or that's what they want to achieve or they don't even know how to get there yet and so I think when you're following your passion and you're lucky enough to get to do that like I do it with communications and marketing every day I've done it with music I've made music a way to you know make money as well which you never take that for granted uh even if you're not where you want to be yet somebody else is looking up to you and wishing they're where you are now. So I think we always right. remember that too. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten personally and professionally? I know you mentioned a quote from uh, your first manager, but I'm sure your grandpa has given you a ton of <laughs> advice and even different professionals. Do you have any takeaways or memories? Really, the only thing I keep coming back to is just being yourself and having fun. That's the biggest thing that I keep hearing is, you know, you are who you are. People are going to like you. You're in a great business for this. Just be yourself. Have fun. Maybe a little bit of work hard in there. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the best advice throughout all of it is, you know, the success will come kind of if you just be honest, be yourself, have fun. Mm -hmm. People will gravitate towards that. You know, they don't want somebody who's fake or right. anything. I'm pretty comfortable in my skin. I'm pretty upfront. Um, I think I like to have a good time, whether it's at work or not at work. I like to laugh just enjoy pretty much just enjoy yourself and have fun mm -hmm. and that's kind of what like I talked about in the last episode that I recorded about authenticity is when you're being authentic people are drawn to that and it's believability and likability you know you want to work with someone who you want to have a drink with and who you feel is genuine so is there any like, how did you become comfortable in your own skin? Was it positive feedback from your family your whole life? Did it take time to be comfortable? Like, how did you achieve that? Because it's huge. And sometimes people are afraid to follow their passion or put themselves out there. So how did you not be afraid? And Right. Um, 
I guess I was always really comfortable kind of whether it was entertaining people or kind of being the center of attention, <laughs> whether it was on the soccer field or on the ice hockey rink, um, kind of just doing my thing and kind of almost letting the instincts take over in a way. Mm-hmm. Kind of just being who I was, having fun. I guess that's all I could really chalk it up to. Not um, getting in your head too much. No, really just being comfortable with who I was. Um, like I said, my grandfather was pretty big in my life and he was obviously a lot older than I was, but we hung out a, a, a bunch and I mean, he had older friends, so I was comfortable around older people. I was comfortable around younger people. Um, growing, growing up outside of New York City, you see a lot and you kind of have a lot going on in your childhood you're in the city you're right. running around playing soccer you're going to sporting events you're going to this friend's house it's just go 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 so a lot of it you kind of just take in stride and kind of let your personality and instincts take over whether it's sports or family or friends mm-hmm. kind of whatever's going on so you're you were exposed to a lot as a child, I think, which helped you to kind of be comfortable in many different situations, which when you feel comfortable too, I think you're more apt to be yourself and be confident and be authentic, like you're saying. Along the way, have you had any naysayers? Not, no, not really. Um, I can't. I can't honestly think of any naysayers. I have more people like on the other end cheering for me or wanting me to do well. So, I mean, if they're out there, they may be, I don't know, but I don't really care at this point. I'm not going to let that affect me. Um, If I was to say anything to naysayers, just not let someone else's negativity kind of creep in and drag you down. Yeah. That's all. So is that your advice? If somebody has a naysayer in their life or a negative family member who doesn't necessarily agree and they say, Oh, you can't make money off that. You can't follow your passion. And that's not a career path is, you know, what would you, what else would you say to them? Or what advice would you give that person? I wouldn't take it. I mean, I would, I guess I would process it a little little bit, but I wouldn't, I would just take it with a grain of salt, really. I wouldn't, I would think about it a little, but I wouldn't let it get in my head too much, you know? Uh, I think you as a person, you know what makes you happy, what makes you successful, what drives you, and nobody's going to know that more than yourself. So, right. I would take, 85% of what you're thinking to yourself more so than, you know, 15% of some naysayer who may not know the real you. Right. You know? That's true. It's like you got to hear them out because if someone cares about you and they're saying something negative, maybe there's a reason, you know, you don't know what their underlying thought is. But for me, it's much harder than what you're saying to not listen to naysayers. I take things so personally and so to heart. So um, you're fortunate that you can almost just dust it off your shoulder. 
<laughs> so in that topic of naysayers and kind of dusting it off your shoulder, comparison can be super tough and especially in your field. So how do you handle comparing your path and your career path to others and using that comparison for motivation rather than getting discouraged by it? I mean, like I said before, I I try not to compare myself really to anyone else. Mm -hmm. So in regards to my path, I don't look at somebody else and say, oh, that path is so different. I don't, I don't know. I don't really need to waste my time thinking about where this guy came from or what she did to get where she is, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I more, I guess, care about moving forward and making myself the best person, employee, et cetera, that I can be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't get where I am today comparing myself to others. So everybody's different. You're going to have people from everywhere, especially in this golf business. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of it is moving parts and you get seasonal positions here, seasonal positions there. Um, there's really no judgment in this business. Everybody that I've worked for and with have been just so welcoming and honest, which is the biggest thing you can be in there. They're more interested in your path in a good way, mm-hmm. um, than a negative way. A lot of my interviews have more been, Hey, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What do you like to do? Right more asking about me as a person than Mm -hmm. my path in a negative way. So that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. That's really cool that you found a career that's so people focused. Even the quote you said from your former manager was people focused, you know, we're teaching people to play golf. We're not teaching golfers to golf. It's people at the end of the day, which is so cool that everyone is recognized for their own individual self um do you think you kind of like learned that of not comparing yourself to others and just focusing on your goals like was that something your grandfather taught you or your family kind of instilled in you where did you get that I guess a little bit of that yeah um growing up I was really um I just had a I guess a big heart you know I was a pretty big people person but more than anything, I, th- I was 4'11", and not even, like, barely touching 100 pounds when I was a freshman in high school. So seeing a kid that small on a varsity ice hockey team, I remember my dad coming to a game. I think it was, like, my first or second game as a varsity ice hockey player playing against seniors. He thought he was on the wrong rink. that's how much smaller I was compared to some of these guys who were 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot grown adults and I'm out there 4'11", 100 pounds going as fast as I can not scared of anything so I think it kind of comes from all that all my experiences of you know I'm going in full bore I'm not scared I am who I am Right. So that'll always stick out to me. He's like, I I didn't even know I was on the right rink. (laughs) 
I was looking for a little, like, it looked like a pro game. I was like, yeah, well, there I am. So that was one of the things that really kind of stuck out at me. So um, I guess I was just always really comfortable in those situations. So it really, like you said earlier, kind of all those activities really build you up and build you into the person you can be. And looking back on things like that, kind of making your passion, your career, mm-hmm. um, everything's kind of instilled in you. And a lot of those things really stuck with me throughout my childhood and my life growing up. Mm-hmm. So I, do always kind of compare looking back a little bit and saying, wow, that was huge for me. And I wouldn't be here today without all that, that I went through. You kind of throughout this whole podcast and all of your answers have this confidence and a big sense of self. Would you say like you defined your morals and values early in life, or did you ever put thought into that? Um, Cause just knowing you, you have very strong morals and values. And I think like, that's something I talk about all the time is how they guide your decisions. And in this case, they kind of guided your career. It's a people oriented career who looks at your personal values. Is that like something you put thought into or was built by your family? Like, how did you get such a strong sense of self and values? Uh, Yeah. I, it, it always starts at home. Um, I, th- I think absolutely it starts in the household and then from there sports, as I said, I keep coming back to, but there's all kinds of coaches and everything that instilled that in me from a young age. And I just really took to and respected that kind of, I don't even know if you call it authority, but they were more, like they could rag on you, but they were, they were your biggest fan. So right. they're things like that, just creating those kind of core values from sports and family teamwork, dedication, you know, kind of work hard for everybody. And I think it all kind of ties in and comes from all of that. So I think that's where it came from for the most part. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your career path. I know it can be a little scary to be putting yourself out there, sharing some of your trials and successes too. Um, But if this helps one person identify their passion or if it helps one person turn what they already know is their passion into something that makes a living for them then that is the goal so absolutely thank you for having me it was great